0: In the book of Acts Philip was snatched to go from his spirit was snatched to go and meet up with a man who was reading about Jesus. He was actually snatched is it possible That God can snatch us and bring us from one location to another location. I mean, it's definitely written in the Bible. And it's something that we've kind of been discussing here on Touch by Prayer for the last couple of weeks. Because traveling in the spirit is more than just having some dreams. And I'm really excited because today, for my guest, I have Margie Mormon from Still Waters Ministries. And Margie has been having these snatched encounters where her spirit has just been taken while awake and has gone to different places and has done works that God needed her to do. So thank you so much, Margie. Thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I'm Thanks, really Lisa. I'm really excited to hear about some of your stories because like for some people they they have to come into a place where they're actually you know asleep before the <laughs> before the Holy Spirit can kind of use them but it's interesting because once you kind of start that way and you're okay with traveling I think that you can actually travel while you're awake because it's definitely been the case for people who have had visitations to heaven. They've been wide awake. They weren't sleeping. And there have been people who have actually had different kinds of encounters where there, I think it's actually been documented where different people have been in like a, uh, like a comatose stage. I mean, there was a woman who wrote a book, Nine Days in Heaven, where mm-hmm. she was actually put into like, she almost went, went into a coma. And she was in heaven, she was in heaven for nine whole days. And when she came back, so her, so her spirit left her body. So her body wasn't doing much, (laughs) but, you know, and, and there have been, there have been many other people who've had it. I mean, there were, have been definitely a bunch of evangelists who've had different experiences. So how did this happen with you? Because this is something that has been documented
1: well um actually i just kind of sat down one day with the lord and and i said you know i am ready to do whatever you want me to do to go wherever you want me to go is there some place is there some place you want me to go i didn't actually say i give you permission but i did give him permission by just talking with him and saying you know i'll go with you i'll go with you i'm excited And um, immediately, immediately he took me. He took me to a place that was, um, I thought was maybe the Congo. It was, um, there was a tent-like structure and um, I walked in this open door of this tent-like structure and there were uh, men sitting around in a circle, uh, a fire going in the center of this circle of men. And um, there was one that looked like a chief, and he gestured for me to sit down in the circle with him. <laughs> so I did, and I started uh, fanning with a little fan that they had given me. Um, I was fanning a flame, and I was doing it exactly like they were. I was joining in, and they were going up and down and up and down, and and um, we fanned it together, and it was synchronized. And as I was just fanning this flame, no one was saying anything. I started kind of studying the tribe, what I call the tribe, more closely. And each man had a necklace on, and these necklaces necklaces were full of chains and stones, and they all sat in kind of a cross-legged position, concentrating on the flame. And um, it just seemed like, seemed like at that time that I had just gotten there, but I knew That it was time to leave. So I was able to practically jump straight up from a sitting position, which at my age right now I can't do very easily. But I did. I just jumped straight up, and the Holy Spirit raised me up into the air and brought me back to my chair where I was sitting. And um, that was one of the first experiences that I'd had after I said to the Lord, Okay, you know, I'm ready. And then about a week later, I felt, I actually felt myself leaving my body, and I was taken back inside this tent, and I i knew I was physically there. I hadn't asked the Lord send me back or anything like that. I was just sitting in my chair and felt my body take off, and here I was back in this tent, and the same chief and all the other men were still sitting around this fire, and it just seemed like I... I had been there you know just a few minutes before that not that a whole week had passed but um, it I don't know the men the men nodded and acknowledged me so I knew that I had been there I knew that they knew I had been there before um, and I was I was still standing I didn't sit this time and I I'm oh let's see I was I was studying their necklaces because that really intrigued me and and as I was looking at the necklaces the one that I figured was the chief slipped his necklace over his head and as he did this necklace became pot beads you know pot beads like back in the 60s or whatever no 70s. Can,
0: can you explain what that is what what is what a, what a pot a is it oh, a pop, pop bead yeah
1: they're little they're uh, beads that you can push together they've got a little nodule on the end and you and a hole on one end and you can link them together oh okay kind of, little little babies have these in a large size where they can kind of push um, beads or whatever together just by pushing the, ant, the little nodule end into right. the hole. Right, right. Yeah. So these pop beads were real, um, they were popular, I don't remember, back in the 60s maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and used to wear them as necklaces and so on. <laughs> and anyway, these, these necklaces that were beautiful chains and so on on these men became pop beads, and that really surprised me. I thought, boy, this doesn't fit at all the atmosphere or anything. But the chief took three of the p- pot beads, and he snapped them together. And then he passed the um, the three that he had snapped together around the circle to the other men. And as the beads were passed, each man reached for his necklace, and it became another strand of pot beads. <laughs> and um, each man then added a bead to the chiefs, original three, and then uh, when everybody had added one, they handed me this circle of beads, and I held them in my hand. There were, there were nine beads, and it wasn't, it wasn't big enough for a necklace for me. So I was just kind of holding it, um, looking at it, wondering, what am I going to do with this? But I just sort of knew in my spirit. As I was standing in this tent, I knew in my spirit, it's kind of funny, you know, you're in the spirit, but you are physically experiencing, but yet you're knowing in your spirit again. And um, I, anyway, I knew that if I gave away any of these beads, more would be added. So I just kind of thought about that, realized that, and then I felt myself going through the air again and I was back in my room. Wow and yeah and then another one other day and it was about 7 months or so later i knew this time i knew that holy spirit was going to take me back again so i i don't know if i got prepared i don't know i was just sitting in a chair and i was moving swiftly through the air again in almost like a blink of an eye, and I walked through the doorway of this tent, and everything was exactly the same as it had been. I just sensed that you know, no time had passed at all, and and everybody was still in their circle, and there was still a, a flame, a, a fire going, and nobody was saying anything. But as I looked at the chief, he seemed to kind of, perceive what i was thinking and i was able to understand him just by being near him it was really odd no communication whatsoever but just this knowing and um he questioned me kind of like with his eyes questioned me about the beads that i'd gotten and i i shook my head because i basically didn't have the beads with me i didn't Think about bringing them. And um, so he took his necklace off, and it went flying, and hit the tent from the inside. But as it hit the tent, it became one bead. This This is crazy, I know. It sounds really crazy. But this one bead went through the wall of the tent to the outside, and I knew I had to go find it. So I went outside the tent and um looked around and here it had landed in front of this woman. That's one bead landed in front of this woman. And she was holding this baby and the baby was was in her arms and his head was hanging down over the over her arm and and I just knew that he was lifeless. And I had this compassion in my heart and I approached her and and her eyes were full of tears and and I just could feel that she was just uh, you know, wanting so badly for this baby to not be in this state. And, um, and so I motioned to her to take the baby to the tent. And she just shook her head. And she just kind of went, no, I, no, I can't. I can't do that. And she wouldn't move. So I grabbed the baby <laughs> and entered the tent and asked, without talking, if the chief would pray for this baby or somehow bring this baby back to life. And he took his, his uh, necklace off. And I, I don't know how I knew this, but I instinctively bent my head down and he put it on my neck and it was his full necklace. It wasn't pop beads. It was his full necklace. And I knew he was telling me, you do it. You do it. You have my authority. (laughs) So when I had this necklace on and the baby in my arms, I understood what he was telling me. And as I understood that and, and knew I had his authority, that baby began to move and squealed. I hadn't said anything to the baby. It just Happened when I had this necklace on and this understanding that it was his authority that I was wearing. <laughs> oh, God. so I hurried up and I, I got the baby back to the mother and and um, and I just went back in the tent and, and felt like I needed to ask him without talking. How come I'm the only female here? And he said, um, everyone is welcome. I knew he. Everybody's welcome, and then I felt like I was being sent back into my chair in my room, and it was over. And you know, Lisa, it's just so incredible because I think about this, and I, I just believe that what he was showing me um, in such a tangible, physical, experiential way was the love of the triune god and the oneness that we all have in him you know we are one in him and since we're one in him we can do what he does and i felt that um he just said you know you have my authority understand that you have my authority you don't have to come up with a formula or a plan (laughs) or read instructions. You just have my authority. And as we have his authority, I just believe, you know, as we take that understanding deep, deep, deep within us, that we can understand that and and move out in the things that that we're to do to bring the kingdom here on earth.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting, Um, as you're talking about this necklace, you know, I, I, I'm starting to, I was like, okay, what does this necklace mean? Because I was trying to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then what I started to remember is that the Levite priests, that, that they were actually given like jewels. Oh, that's right. That the jewels lit up to for them to know what to do and Mm -hmm. and the jewels had different meaning each of the jewels had a certain meaning so I I I sort of felt like when you receive those jewels it was almost like getting a priesthood that you were like you said that you knew you were given authority but I because I was asking the Lord I'm like okay what's up with the with the jewels because that there was such a significance to it. Mm. Because when when you saw it on the king, they looked like jewels, uh-huh. but when he took them off, they were these this imitation, these like right. whatever you were calling that,
1: right? The pop beads, yeah,
0: the pop the <laughs> pop beads. But w- what was what was interesting is that when he actually gave you the necklace, it was a true necklace. It wasn't right. a fake. It right. was like real and so i i almost think of the um what is it called the her um the the uh there's a word um, i'm trying to think of what it what it what it is that represented the um the the priest actually wore for for those who don't know what they actually wore is they wore this like um uh it's almost like a um a dress that they they kind of put in was uh, something in the purim right the Uh urum. urim ermim yep. um, and the purim i think something, yeah. something like that but what it was is each person who wore this garment it actually had jewels on it and the jewels god would light up that they would hey. actually glow ah, so exciting and um so so that's that's what i was getting but i what I, I really thought was kind of cool because as you started to, to share your story about being like snatched away, like, cause that, that's what I kind of felt. Like, we're going to talk about like being snatched away. And what's, what's really interesting is that you were snatched away to, right. to understand your authority, but more importantly, to, to raise the dead. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. why you were sent there. Yeah, and you went, you, went go ch- you went to go chase after a jewel because you knew you had to give it back to the king.
1: Right, <laughs> that's right, and you know the pot beads. I I think a significance of the pot beads is that as as we take it and give what we have, or mm-hmm. or take it apart and give it to others, right? You know, others will receive, and then they will get more, and it'll just get passed on and on and on and on. Right. And then when we finally get to come together, and we've all got these in quotes pot beads. <laughs> And we can all be connected. Right. You know, what a day that's going to be.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. the, the whole thing, too, is that those um, those those jewels, they would light up for the for the 12 tribes of Israel.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: You know, that that's what they represented, too. Yes. There oh. was there was all this stuff that was um, that was so significant because they didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They, they just came out of um, they just came out of uh, Egypt. And so they had to understand who they were. Uh-huh. And I feel like sometimes people just don't understand who they are. And I, I think it's it's so interesting that you were sitting in a chair because I've had lots of different experiences while sitting in a, in a chair. Right. <laughs> I don't know. What is it about the chair? <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, it's so funny because if you really think about it, um, Like the chair, to me, is a place of rest. Right. We sit and rest. And so if you really think about it, it's when we're resting is when God can use us the most. That's true.
1: When our minds aren't going crazy about what we have to do next
0: or dust or clean or whatever. Because if you're sitting... you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. right. And that's right. And I, I, I think it's, um, it's interesting because as you were sharing your, your experience, you know, I was like, that's, that's so cool that yeah. you were able and, and you knew because you started to see at, as you left the first time, it was like, Whoa, what is this? Right, then, right. then the second time you're like, wait a second, this is yeah. kind of similar, but by the third time, you knew. Uh-huh. You knew exactly what you were going to do. Yes. And it's almost like God was confirming what he was doing. That's right. That he took you three times to the <laughs> same place yes. and showed you something different each time that you went, but yet there was a similarity. There was a confirmation in it.
1: That's true. That's true. And and it was so exciting because, um, you know, the, the men recognized me mm-hmm. they knew i had been there it was to me it was like approaching the throne of god mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i mean they know that you're there right they know you're there and they know you're there for his purpose right and yeah and it was just so exciting to i don't know why that was exciting to me but the fact that they nodded like oh yeah hi you again you know right
0: well <laughs> you know and, and look at it you know you were with the chief right or the head <laughs> that's, that's
1: exactly right. You know, yeah.
0: it wasn't like you were with the, the second in command. You were with the head. That's right. The head honcho. Yeah,
1: yeah. That you know, think-
0: and he gave you permission. He gave you authority. He recognized something inside of you. And I, I, I feel like as much as it was like a real thing because it was tangible to you you felt it you could feel the beads you could feel the stuff yeah, but it was could
1: smell the smoke and yeah you know, see the flames it was yeah amazing
0: so, so you know so it was a, a twofold type of experience that that you understood that your spirit could leave that you can have these experiences and everything you could feel and touch and and sense and everything in the spiritual realm but also it's also a calling and a confirmation of your authority yes right of who you are that you are recognized that you're not just that you are accepted that you have been given authority that that you are going to do the works that you will go and oh that's so good lord okay you'll go out and search for the one (laughs) (laughs) because you went out looking for the one bead yes that you'll go out and you'll search for the one (laughs)
1: yeah
0: that's so fun yeah. That's so fun. So, and then
1: the the fact that the there was never a flap right on the tent, the tent mm-hmm. door was always open.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thought, yeah, that's right. Yes, Lord, you know, yep. your door is always your open. Your door is always it.
0: open. That's yeah. right. And that's... you know, and the person who, when when you said come inside, and she said no, mm-hmm. it was because of the unworthiness.
1: Mm-hmm. She right. didn't
0: feel worthy
1: she didn't at all
0: but and and she was so sad but yet you could feel and see that's i i truly believe that part of the traveling in the spirit is to start to show us how god sees things
1: i think so too
0: because when we're traveling in the spirit when we're seeing things in a spiritual realm where it are our minds have nothing to do with it because our minds are like, What the heck is happening? Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't justify it away. We can't like shush it away. We can't say, Okay, I can't do this because our spirit is willing. And so our, if our spirit is going, we're just gonna go along for the ride. Whatever it is that we're supposed to do, we're just going to do because we don't have that other stuff. This is right. just our spirit yeah. that's going. It's not our mind, will and emotion.
1: That's that's true. Yeah. We so just- Right. There's no agenda there. We just go and and oh, do. Here we are. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and so what would I believe some of this traveling in the spirit to to go to heaven, to go and see what God because he says, you know, he said to John, "Come up here. Let me show you. Let me show you." So, okay. you know, so there's an invitation. There's always an invitation. For us to to invite us. Exactly. To come in. To that you're always welcome. That the door is always going to be open. That he has given us full authority.
1: He he has. He has. And and we know that, but yet we wanna we wanna know it even deeper.
0: Absolutely.
1: When he gives it to us, it's ours to use. Right. (laughs) And he's already given it to us. He's given us everything that he has. And, you know, we have that. We have that. That's the thing. We've got it. And we and we can use it. We just need to rethink. Right. You know, retrain our brain to say, yeah, I want to think in the spiritual realm because that's where I live after all.
0: Right. And, you know, but there's something else that you brought the baby in. You brought the baby in because you knew that this chief could heal this baby. Yeah. And he said, no, you do it. That's right. So it's, so, so it's not about a false God, but I believe that this, that this vision that you, that you had, this experience that you had, this travel that you had was really, I I believe that the chief was the father Mm -hmm. and I believe, and I believe that the people sitting around were the, um, were the, um, were the priests, right? Mm -hmm. Aren't there the priests who sit around the throne? Yes. So they sit around and they, Uh and and it was also in a circle. Right. That the right. fire is the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff here. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you get a big download when yeah. you think about it, you know.
0: You do, because, and there's so much significance to it.
1: Yes, and even fanning the flame. Yep. Every time I came in, they were sitting there fanning the flame, and it's like fanning that Holy Spirit, you know.
0: Right. Fanning right.
1: the flame to all of us, you know, well, get that
0: flame going. And I also, look, when when we think about traveling, I, I you know, we'll talk about Philip, you know, who went to go visit the unit, which is what I kind of started the show with. But let's talk about Jesus. After he resurrected, he was able to come into, co- go into rooms without opening a door. Yeah, He just like popped in. Hey, how are you That's, guys? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they actually said, cause they thought he was a ghost. He said, no, 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 no. Feel me. Um, you can feel me. I am not a ghost. Mm-hmm. So you know he was able to come and go and to go to all these places. He walked on water because, and and I, I just think that sometimes we forget as sons and daughters of the Most High that we have been given that same authority that Jesus went to the cross for us to get back that authority. That's right, and we. Yes. F- and I believe that this whole, like, and, and I really truly believe that this whole thing about traveling in the spirit, that God has just brought this to the forefront. And I think that's why there are so many people who are talking about it and writing about it and sharing about it, because this is going to be something that God is going to really start to use. Because I just feel that sometimes travel has become really difficult. Number one, that's it's right. become expensive. Physical
1: travel, yeah. Physical
0: travel has become I difficult, agree. so it's become expensive, and it's also become very difficult. Sometimes you can't get a visa. Sometimes you don't have the proper paperwork. Some, you know, and sometimes you need to go there for five days. You just That's need to right. go there for twenty minutes.
1: Right, exactly. And you can do that, and it will be twenty minutes, maybe, maybe in our uh, physical realm. Right. But it may be, you know, a week and a half or so in the spirit realm where right. there is no time.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah. Margie, I wanted to ask you, have you ever actually done, besides that one woman raising the dead, have you ever done healing in the spirit? Like, have you ever traveled out for healing?
1: Uh, no. Ask me that again. Have I ever traveled? Have you ever out? had
0: a, a, a spiritual encounter where your, your spirit left and God used you to do healing or you saw healing? Oh, in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. oh
1: okay um, yes and actually um, I'm doing a little bunny trail here okay but I was even involved in um, uh, raising the dead okay twenty five years ago this was not this was not in the spirit this was in the physical realm uh-huh. but but I think that's you know that's <laughs> in preparation of for the greater things too, and and in the spirit, I believe that what our spirit is doing is actually what's happening. Oh, I agree. Yeah,
0: I agree. I definitely agree with that because um, I have actually in the spirit seen two people wake up from a coma. hmm mm-hmm. So, and I was in the hospital room. I can tell right. you what the hospital room looked like. I could. I saw the monitors. I heard the beeping. And I was like, "What the heck is this?" And I was again. I was sitting in my chair. Oh yeah, and I was and the funny the funny thing is is both times that I prayed for somebody who was in a coma, I was back on my my back deck.
1: Oh,
0: both times, I was on my back deck so and it was yeah there my back deck's pretty yeah it's pretty interesting but yeah and (laughs) what's what was interesting is the 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 first one that I saw I was just praying in spirit and I started to I started to see this person start to convulse and I could hear the beepers and all this stuff and then I heard the Lord say he's back (laughs) just like that and I went what the heck so I I texted a friend of mine and I said, "Hey, that person that's been in a coma—any news about them?" Because I didn't want to say, "Listen, I just saw this person wake up from," and I didn't even know if they woke up. I just saw the convulsing. Um, I saw the feet flailing like, like they were flying. They were kicking and kicking, and I was like, well, "I thought they were going into cardiac arrest or something." It was—I've cr- never seen anything like it. Oh. And um, she said, "Oh yes, they moved him to a different location." So I went, mm. oh, okay, then, then that's probably what I saw.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Right? because When they were moving him. Huh? Yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, God. Well, the next day, my girlfriend came over. She said, did you hear about the man that was in the coma? And I said, no, what? She said, he woke up yesterday. Oh. I, I, I collapsed. I collapsed to my floor. Yeah. And I started to worship God. Like in front of her, I didn't care. <laughs> because I saw it. I completely saw it now what God showed me later is I actually heard a testimony of somebody who saw somebody waking up from a coma and they said oh it's not like you see in the movies where they just like blink their eyes he goes it's very violent their legs are flailing and you think that they can't breathe and you think they're going into cardiac like they they completely described what I saw because saw. yeah interesting and I was like oh and that's exactly what I saw. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. Isn't that something? Yep. The other day I had a, an experience where um, he took me to a beach. I think it was a, I don't know, it was the ocean, not a, mm-hmm. like a lake. And the waves were coming in and there was a child um, out in the waves. And I could tell this child was going under the water and drowning. So I come, I'm at the top of kind of the top of a cliff. Sort of thing, not a real high one, but anyway, so I go running down this cliff and tear right out into the water <laughs> and get this child and pull him into um, the shore and start doing CPR on him and you know, doing the 32 pushes and the and the two breathe, breathing uh, breaths or however they whatever that is, I can't remember, it seems like it's 30. 35 and 2 or something. Anyway, I was doing that. And, um, and the water comes shooting out of him, and, and he's okay. And I'm thinking, well, this is kind of strange, Lord. You know, it was quick, and, and did I really save this child or what? And um, the next day, Tyler Johnson <gasps> on a yes, post.
0: Yes, I saw that.
1: Yeah, but it was a year late. I mean, it, it was another repost it was a, it was in 2015. Okay. We posted it again this year, um, you know, at the year anniversary. Yeah. Of, it
0: was just a couple days ago. I saw right. that on Facebook. Yes. But to me, just the timing
1: of that, I thought, Lord, that was your confirmation mm-hmm. that yes, that's what happened. Right. To this child, because after he started breathing, then, then I saw the paramedics come and the, Parents gathered around him, and all that, and then I was gone, wow, I, for some reason i I ran out into the water and, you know, and got this child. but I thought that was such interesting timing that mm-hmm. that Tyler would post that, and I, I don't know, you know it was a different kind of a story, but it was it had the same type of elements in it
0: and absolutely, was, wow. and yeah. you know there have been people who have said things like this this person came out of nowhere they helped me they did this they did that and I turned around to say thank you and they were gone right and they all and they have often said that it was an angel it must Mm -hmm. have been an angel but what if it was just somebody who got snatched
1: Right. <laughs> what if it was
0: one of us? It was one of us. That's right. You know, the Lord just, just recently talked to me about being hands and feet. And uh. he really talked to me about purpose. He said, you know, Lisa, he says, there is a purpose for every person here. There is a purpose. Some are called... To be my hands, and some are called to be my feet. And if I don't have enough people to be my feet, I don't move. And if I don't have enough people to be my hands, then I can't touch. And he says, and if I don't have enough people to be my mouth, I can't speak. And if I don't have enough people to be my ears, then they then I they can't I can't hear. And so what the Lord was really showing me was that we, the body, his children, we need to be the hands and feet. And so if there are people who choose to not do it, that something has to fill in that spot. Right. So then the Lord was saying that sometimes we could be multi-purposed. So oh. we could have multi-purpose. We become like a, you know, like there's multi He started to show me like, he showed me a screwdriver and he showed me a hammer. And he said, because both of them take things that look like nails and get them into walls, right? Or put <laughs> them into wood. Okay. Right. Two different, sure. two different things. Now, you can take a hammer and take a screw and you can beat the, the, the screw into the wall. But what can happen is the foundation of the wall will actually break right. and, it'll, and it won't eventually, it's not going to be sturdy because it's not used for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. He says, but you can also take a nail and take a screwdriver and use the back of it. And you can try to hammer in the nail using the, the, the back of the screwdriver, right? <laughs> He said, sure. but it's not going to, it's not going to have the same effect. It, it might That's get right. it going crooked. It, it's, it's just not, but you can do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. He says, but if you have, if it's a multiple tool, which has a screwdriver on one end and a hammer on the other, now you can use that one tool for both purposes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, they're, they're, they're multi, multitasking. Right.
1: Yeah. Multitasking. Sure.
0: And so the Lord was saying that sometimes his children have to become multitaskers. That they have to be not only his hands, but his feet and his ears.
1: <laughs> that's exciting, though. And his mouth. And yes, his mouth. exciting.
0: But I, I thought it was really interesting because, you know, sometimes he'll give you these like zingers where you'll be like, okay, Lord, what do you want to talk about? And he'll throw something out, you know. And it was interesting when he says, I want to talk about your purpose. And I was like, my purpose? What the heck is that? But when I actually went into the Bible and I started to look at purpose, do you know how many times it's written about God's purpose? God's purpose. God's purpose. Purpose is very important to the Father.
2: Well, it was the reason destiny. we
0: were created. Exactly. Yeah. That there is, is a with purpose. The destiny,
2: that's for
0: sure. Exactly. And so, you know, sometimes our purpose can not only be here in the flesh, but it can also be in the spirit. That He can still use us if it's His gifts, right? Right, Then he can use exactly. us whenever he wants, if that's we're right. willing,
1: yep, I think so too. Well, the thing is that we're administrators, we're not just believers right of the realm of the spirit, you know, we're administrators of that realm also. so, yeah, so let's go,
0: right well, and and that's that's the whole thing. but I think like as we can see into the spirit and we can see, like you can see the things like you could, you smelt things in the spirit, you felt things. So you were able to use your hands, right? Because it wasn't you because you knew that your body was in the chair. In fact, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that if you thought about it, you may, I remember feeling the chair on my (laughs) hiney, but I knew that I wasn't there. I knew my spirit was elsewhere, but in that spiritual realm of you traveling, you were able to touch because you could feel, right? You could smell, right? You could also feel like the heat. Mm-hmm. You could smell the smoke, right? Right? You could see. Yes. So, and you could sp- I could
1: I could yeah. And, and you I were could, able I, to
0: speak, but you didn't use your your mouth. You were able to use your thoughts.
1: Right. Yes, communicate just yes, nonverbally with him. And I also had the emotion. I had emotion because mm-hmm. I could sense this woman's you know, cry, this mm-hmm. desperation she had for this child. And that was interesting, too. When I thought about it later, I thought, golly, you know, I could feel this. Mm-hmm. And I also felt the urgency, you know, to hurry up and get this baby to where I knew he was going to be taken care of. Right. So, every, just all the emotions and all the senses were activated. It was. It's good.
0: Yeah, it's good. And and so, you know, all these different things that God has given us, and, and I've spoke on this before, um, but, you know, just like we have five natural senses, you know, the Lord said, Lisa, you have five supernatural senses
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you can see in the spirit, hear in the spirit, taste and even taste in the spirit. That's right. Like, yes. you know, let me tell you something. When you taste something in the spirit and it don't taste good, God is definitely trying to tell you something. <laughs> you know like like why are you eating it (laughs) yeah you know it's like sometimes you can taste bitterness you can taste there's a taste you know to bitterness not just a physical taste but there's like we we sometimes have to look at some of the things that we say some of the expressions that that we use because they came like if, if you think about fine like wine and spirits Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they used yeah. to call liquor stores, right? They used to yeah. call them wine and spirits. <laughs> because there's something different between wine and alcohol, right? Like yeah. like bourbon and, and brandies and vodka and rum because there is a spiritualness that comes out if people start to drink, too much <laughs> that's for sure right definitely yeah and it and it's really interesting like as we start to the lord started to talk to me about one time about like the the smells we started to talk about smells he said everything has a smell there's a smell of fear there's a smell of victory you know there's there's all these different things you know i can taste defeat there's a taste to defeat isn't that sad
1: a, a taste to what defeat, defeat?
0: yeah you know oh, how, like, some people say, nah, it doesn't taste good when you lose, right?
1: Oh, sure. Right? It doesn't sure. taste
0: good because yep. there is a spiritual taste to it. It's not just an expression. Some of the things that we just say and don't even think about, there's a reason.
1: Oh, right. I believe that, too.
0: You know, and I, I just think that, like, some of the stuff that, that that God has been kind of showing and illuminating, especially to his kids. And, and I, I also think that something that has and i and i've kind of shared this before but something that has been so like accepted in other cultures like in um in witchcraft and in uh, satanism and in just new age astral projection like there those are things that are okay like, those are complete. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you start to listen to John Ramirez, who is a Satanist, he'll talk to you about astral projection. And also, what is it? Uh, Hurricane Hurricane Merriweather, who was a boxer. Oh. <laughs> right? Who yeah. became a Christian. Right. right. But before that, he was a witch. Yeah. And he used to astral project all the all the time. Mm-hmm. He talked about it. And it's what? like all these different things are, are just starting to be like, oh, so so what they've been able to do, we have always had the legal right to do.
1: That's correct. Absolutely. You know? That's right.
0: Yep. So now what are some of the other experiences, um, Margie, oh. that you've had?
1: Well, I'll tell you about one I had just the other day, which was kind of interesting. Um, we take care of our grand babies and the youngest one had just gone down for a nap so here I go I sat down in a chair (laughs) (laughs) that chair that powerful chair (laughs) in the chair yes and when I sat down I could feel that the spirit had hold of me I just knew something was going to happen and immediately I was taken and placed in a massive cathedral type building it was huge it was bigger bigger than any pictures i've seen you know bigger than the one where the um oh oh, i can't even think of his name now the prince and kate and okay what's his name i forgot william william yes Mm -hmm. kate and william where they got married anyway it was bigger than that it was just massive and i was sitting in an aisle seat and and i kind of glanced back couldn't even see the back of the it was so huge. The details were gorgeous, and uh, oh my goodness, it was breathtaking. Actually, nothing I could, ex- um, nothing that I could explain in the natural, because it was just so pretty. The whole area was just shimmering in this light, and so much, and so much so that I felt that this light was tangible and thick, and. I kind of reached out my hand in, in just sitting there and kind of felt this thickness of of this light. And it was like Play-Doh, you know, like mm-hmm. you could just kind of squeeze it and mold it and whatever. But it was it wasn't just a piece of Play-Doh, that feeling. Um, but the whole room, the whole cathedral was had this heavy, weighty light in it, and, and then I looked. I turned around, and I looked towards the back of the cathedral, and there was this dad walking a gorgeous bride down the aisle, and he was holding her, hand, her right hand up, kind almost like he was uh, getting ready to dance with her. She didn't have her arm uh, through his arm, and they weren't holding hands, but he was holding her hand up. And I don't know what the significance of that is, but I thought that was kind of unusual. I really noticed it, and as the two of them came down the aisle, I could see people put their hand on their heart, and I could hear them gasp and say, "That, that's, that looks like me. She looks just like me." And this was as they saw the bride. You know, they were all doing the same thing, just kind of gasping, "Oh my goodness, it's me." And when she was even with me, I looked at her and I felt the same thing. I, I said to myself. That's me, she's me, and she she continued walking down the aisle towards the groom, and just before she got to the groom, she says, um, "Wait, wait, wait!" She says, "Please, I'm understanding it, and there's more, there's more," and she turns around, she quickly goes down the aisle and goes outside, and I get up and I go with her. <laughs> got to find out what's going on, so I get up and I go out with her, and outside we see all this mass of homeless hurting people that are just outside the building and it's like they were always there when the people were coming in for the wedding but they were unnoticed no nobody had seen them but they were always there and there were people in gutters and and they were yelling and crying in pain they were yelling out oh like don't judge me don't judge me and and as she came out, as this bride came out, people started pulling her dress, and they were shredding it. They wanted, they wanted a piece of what she had. They wanted to be able to get something from her. And so she looks at, at this mass of people, and she tells them there's food that's already prepared inside from this wedding. There's already food. So she, she touches their heads, and as she does... Um, their smelly, dirty, torn clothes just change into this radiant, shining clothing. <laughs> and, then, and then she moves, and I think they go into the um, cathedral at that point. Anyway, they're, they're gone. Somehow they're gone. And she moves a little bit forward, and I'm following right along. And there's a steep hillside, and she slips down Side, and she's in a dark, really dark, cold, damp space with lots of growth and no sunlight. And and there's people at the bottom of this hill, and they're groping to find something to pull them up, but they they can't. Every time they'd reach for something like a stub, some sort of a stub of something growing, it would break, or they were just too weak and they. They just couldn't pull themselves up. So these these emaciated bodies that looked like bones with just skin on them um, that were crying out in this incredible pain, some of them were in such pain they couldn't even cry, she starts pulling them up the hill. <laughs> and she drags one to, a, to a, a safe place, and then she, the bride, yells out, Help! Me help me, and so I'm there, and then other people start coming out of the cathedral, and pretty soon this cathedral that's massive is emptied out, and people are responding to her her call and i'm I'm feeling really empowered, and I link arms with her, and then others start linking arms with me. It kind of reminds me right now, as I say this, it reminds me of the pop beads. Mm-hmm. but we're all linking arms. And all of a sudden, each one is getting kind of morphed. Is that the word I want? Morphed mm-hmm. into her? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're becoming one with her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the more people that link arms, the larger this bride gets. So we're becoming this massive bar- body, and we're lowered to the bottom of this hillside, but it only takes one step. That's That's how big we are. It's only one step, and we're at the bottom. And... <laughs> And we take six people, like three people in each arm, and we and we take them up and we set them up the hill out of the dark. and And there's people that are still coming from the cathedral that have been watching, and they begin to to realize and and get the sense that what they want to do is grab these people that have come from this horrible, dark, damp, ugly place and they want to hold them and love them and start kissing them and that's what they're doing they're holding them and loving them and kissing them and just giving giving themselves to all these people that have come out of this place and 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 <laughs> oh my gosh and then the chefs from this wedding come out and they bring they bring the food that they had to where we were and they lay it out on the street and the people that had already gone into the cathedral to eat the first batch of people um, come out in their radiant clothes and and they come and they start helping and when we're all eating together (laughs) the coolest thing happened and it was all creation the the trees the rocks the concrete the the car I mean everything. The cars, the sky, the flowers, just absolutely everything started singing and celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Any animal that was there, anything that was flying, you know, started celebrating. And even the sky started changing colors. It was just the coolest thing to see. This the sky would just have these incredible brilliant colors like the Aurora
0: Borealis. Borealis. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Only more intense than that. It was just incredible. And so we're, we're, we're outside with all this food laid out before us and, and, and we all start eating and then it begins to rain. And as it's raining, all the people that were so downtrodden and scruffy and dirty and emaciated and broken and bruised and in pain and, and whatever, they began to change from their head down, and they could stand upright. And nobody, none of these people were crying in pain anymore. It was like they were just healed, and everyone, every one of them looked brand new. And those of us that were morphed into this bride now became individuals, became ourselves again. But we knew we were still one with her. Wow. She looked, She still looked like each one of us did. And we became this, this company of millions and millions of people, and we're all, this is really strange, but we're all, well, it's all kind of strange, but we're all standing around this massive, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to throw something in here, but you know when kids or adults or whoever play with, um, maybe parachutes and people stand around it, and they and they um, lift this parachute up yes. and down, and yes. uh, and whatever's mm-hmm. in the center goes goes, goes up and down up with it. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all standing around this parachute type thing, and and we're we're bouncing it or we're pulling it up and then down and then up and then down, and and we look in the middle of this. It's so big. This parachute thing is so huge that it covers miles and in the middle the very middle of this parachute type thing that we're flipping up and down is the word love Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we toss it up so high that it goes into the sky Mm -hmm. and it's so huge this this these letters l-o-v-e is so huge that i know it was big enough for all of north america could see it it was love it was love and and the wedding the wedding never convened but the dad of the bride had been standing back and he was watching on the sidelines and he came over and he kissed the bride and he says that's my girl <laughs> and then it was over and then i was back in the
0: chair wow Okay, so when you just told me that, I almost started crying. I know. Because that was so... Okay, so the first thing, as you're telling me this, Matthew 22 talks about the bride. Uh Uh-huh. And it talks about that... It says that that when the king came to meet the guest, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes (laughs) for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you're here without wedding clothes but the man had no reply yeah. but the difference about the bride the difference about i mean the the whole thing this is what jesus is talking about that the mm-hmm. wedding feast is ready and the guests i invited aren't worthy of the honor mm-hmm. now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see yeah. so the servants brought in everyone they could find yeah. good and bad alike and the banquet hall was filled with guests oh
1: boy
0: so that's it. That's that, it. Yeah, it's and so okay. So, so Margie, okay. So let me, because this, this just, this just blew my mind because it just talked about. Do you remember when, when I was just talking about how Jesus said to me that we needed to be His hands and His feet and right. His mouth and everything? Right. Well, right. that was the bride. Uh huh. So it right. was a huge bride. Yes. It was the huge bride, and the fact that the bride was there. And she was walking down the aisle, and everybody was saying, "That's me, that's uh-huh. me, that's me." Well, we are the bride. That's right. We are right. the bride. So, oh, yeah. for those of you who don't know that, you are the bride. Whether you're a man or a woman, the church is Jesus's bride. That's
1: correct.
0: Okay. So, what I, I, what I, I so because there are so many people who are praying, Lord come, Lord come, Lord come, mm. and and I am so the bride because I am like. No, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. don't Wait. come. There's, and, and the fact that the bride turned around and ran out and saw, mm-hmm. and saw. But see, the difference of this particular dream, vision, experience is that the people in the in the chapel came out to help. That's right. They didn't right. sit in the pews. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely the father is talking about, okay, that, those people who are sitting in the pews were ready. They were ready for the, for the, for the wedding. Mm -hmm. But then, but when the, when the bride said she wasn't ready, then they said, oh, the wedding's not yet. So they all
1: left. They all, yeah. They They all all came
0: outside. And then, because remember, when, when people saw the bride, that's me, that's me, that's me then then as they jumped in to help they became the bride
1: that's right yes
0: they yeah. all became the bride yeah and it so was... and, and and with a touch with a touch as a bride touched the people who were homeless or who were dirty or were unworthy they were made whole uh-huh. they were made well yeah but the the interesting part was about about hell what, what you were, what God was showing you about hell. Mm-hmm. That was hell. Mm-hmm. And so the bride, when the, when the bride was just one, the bride couldn't get down that hill. But when the bride became the many,
1: that's right.
0: It was not a big deal to start no. pulling them out.
1: That's right. It was one step down and that was it.
0: And that was it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the rain, the Holy Spirit, the yeah. rain as the Holy Spirit fell. <laughs> Yeah. I mean oh. it was just that was I mean that's basically like scripturally you can you can go to every part of that and you can find scripture back everything that you saw
1: yeah I felt like everything it was kind of the gospel here we are absolutely you know? that
0: was the gospel absolutely <laughs> and the fact that it says that oh see here okay and 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 I don't know scripture well, so I don't know where it is, but it says, and I believe it's in Revelation, it says that the earth gave up the dead, those who were buried, those who were in the sea Mm -hmm. and those who were in hell because they were going to go to the great throne, uh, to to the judgment, day of judgment, that death had to release everybody
1: to go stand before
0: the father everybody was released
1: mhm mhm yeah well.
0: you know and so and and the people who were who were practically skin and bones like you know when when we really think about it you know there are there that is a reality that mm-hmm. we face mhm yes. that that we have you know brothers and sisters who are living in streets, you know, the Lord once said to me, I, I, um, my husband, he, Rob really has such a beautiful heart. He really, truly does. And oh, okay. so we, um, we, we dropped my dad off at, uh, at, um, bus station. Cause my dad liked to take the bus when he was able to travel. And, uh, when I came back to the car, my husband's like, see that homeless guy over there? I said, yeah, he goes, here's some money. Go into McDonald's and go get him some breakfast.
2: Oh.
0: I said, I said, okay. I said, well, I'll go get it. I go, but don't you want to bring it to him? He goes, well, don't you want to pray over him? I, I said, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I did. I went and I got him food and I, I brought it over to him his, and uh, his name is Joseph. And so I wound up talking to Joseph and I, I sat with Joseph and I talked to him and I gave him food and I prayed with him. And I had a vision of Joseph when I prayed and prophesied over him and I saw him dressed in a suit, which was <gasps> crazy. But I saw him in a suit and I saw him in the church. And I saw him telling people in the church about homeless and the problem about homeless. So a- after everything was all said and done, you know, I got some food for Rob. I got some, some, some food for me. <clears throat> and I, we were driving home and I started to, I was about to take a bite of my food. But I could smell the homelessness on my hands.
1: Oh. Well, and I was
0: like, what do I do with this? Do I wait until I get home? And the and Lord said to me, I heard it as clear as day, he goes, Lisa, you can't wash off the smell of homeless. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. That's something, isn't it? And he started to share with me about homeless people. He says homeless people have become um, the new lepers. Oh, isn't that true? Yep. That's so true. And he it's- said that we just walk by them and we just ignore them or we pretend they don't exist. That's right. Which is what
1: happened when the, when the wedding was going to yes. start. Everybody,
0: Walked they past had been them. there, but no one had noticed them. But nobody had noticed them. But when right. the bride, when yeah. the bride noticed, yeah. that's when everybody else started <clears throat> to notice.
1: That's right. And, and even when she came out, mm-hmm. the people that were there, the homeless and, and the hurting and whatever, they, all they wanted was a piece of what she had. Right, you know, so they started ripping at her dress right. and pulling it. They just wanted a piece of it.
0: Right, the and piece of, of the of um, the 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 sanctity, a piece of the forgiveness, a piece of the purity, the piece of the righteousness, the piece mm-hmm. of the um, of uh, I almost want to say like um, that it wasn't defiled; it was undefiled.
1: Right, exactly.
0: That there was a holiness to it,
1: yes. and they were
0: so desperate for it. That is, that is such a powerful vision. What, what, I don't even know what to call it because it is, it's literally has just, it just has taken my breath away. Just hearing it because it shows the heart of the father. Mm -hmm. It shows what is going to come. That's right. And it shows that the church is going to stop and go, wait we're yeah. not ready the bride's yes. not no yes I yes. see the groom yes I have my father's hand yes I'm dressed and I'm beautiful mm. but um no there's yes. still stuff that needs to be dealt with
1: that's right so yeah, when and
0: she was saying I understand it you yes know, wait I understand it oh thank you Jesus I <laughs> yes. hope we start to understand it I really <laughs> hope we start to understand it because I'll I'll, I'll tell you what and I know uh, well here it goes I this political <laughs> campaign mm-hmm. has made me understand things oh, has it... brought things to my attention that we could disagree on things but yet we can still be respectful and still love
1: uh, oh that's good That's a good that's a profound statement because yes that's what needs to happen
0: absolutely that you might not agree with my choice and your choice might be your choice because of the things that you've endured and so you feel that's a better choice for you. But when truth comes, when truth comes and smacks you in the face, there's a revelation inside of you that goes, wait a second. Wait a second. This this isn't, this is not the way that it should be. Right. And that, and, and that really, the Lord started to talk to me about the shaking that was coming mm-hmm. to the church. And it started with the racial wars. It, it started with the racial violence. Yeah. Because, look... We we don't have to accept what is happening but we do not have to become like everyone else. We have to start taking over atmospheres. We have to start controlling environments. We have to start speaking peace into a situation as opposed and unity into situations as opposed to fear and and division. When the church starts to take back its rightful place of ruling and reigning, that's when peace is going to come. And peace comes because love. That's
1: right. Love is being lifted. That's right. They were sending love. That's right. And
0: it was being lifted up on high. It was. It was. Well, because God is love. He is is love. I mean, (laughs) I, I just had this conversation with somebody like, Yesterday or today, I don't remember what the day, what day it was. But I, I actually said to them, I said, "There." Oh, <laughs> they were saying, "Well, you know, the devil can do this and the devil can do that, and he can fool you." I said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" I said, "If there, the devil can't pretend to love. He has no love in him. Satan has no love in him. That's so true. Just like God has no hate in him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God, you cannot love and hate." You can't be all love. And and it says God is love. So if God is love, there is no hate. It can, you, hate and love can't coexist in one place. Yeah. Something has to trump. That's ha, true. Ha. <laughs> and I didn't say that. That just yeah. kind of. <laughs> you go, did I say that? Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, that just totally slipped out. But yeah. But something has to rule. And so if God is love. If God is love and there is no hate, and, and Satan has no love but only hates, okay, if, if, if the devil is trying to, con- you know, confuse you, he can't pretend to be love.
2: Yeah.
0: It just, right. he, he doesn't know how. He doesn't have the characteristics. He doesn't have the vocabulary. But somebody said, well, but if you're a young Christian, if you're a new Christian, I said, no, 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 no. You can't fake love.
1: There was not an understanding of that with the person that you spoke to, was there?
0: Well, I think she, once once I said it, yeah, absolutely, she oh. got it. Absolutely oh. Once I said it, she went, yeah. Oh, good. It made sense to her. Because oh, when you, I think that's the big thing, like... Yes, is, can, is it possible to miss something, especially when you're getting a word? Like, you know, people talk about, you know, the prophetic and people talk about word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge is that I know something about you. God has given me something about you that is that is true. And so I'm going to share that word of knowledge. So it could be about a uh, a health issue. It could be a personal thing. But but it's going to be spoken in love. If it's not spoken in love, then you have to question where it originated from. Is mm-hmm. it from the person? So therefore, you know, there are these people, and I, I'm just saying, I don't know anybody in particular, I'm just saying that there have been people who have have used, well, we're supposed to correct and and convict people when they're doing, when they have a wrong belief system. No, no, that's Holy Spirit's job. hmm It never said, it says if someone does something wrong to you or if a person has a problem with you, you go to the person, you ask, you tell them that you're sorry, or you ask for forgiveness or you forgive them. And if they still don't understand, you bring a a group of witnesses just to convey that there is a misunderstanding, but it doesn't ever say Go and tell that person that they're wrong. Go and tell that person that they're this. Go tell that person that they're no. Because Jesus made it very clear. He says, "How dare you tell somebody that they have a um a splinter in their eye when you're walking around with a big old, you know, two by four? Right.
1: <laughs> you right. know. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> so and and I think that's that's the big thing is that we we have been in a place where God has given this authority. And some people have taken that authority and because they don't understand what love is, because love only comes from the father. And if you start to spend time with the father, you start to understand his heart. So therefore, if you are hearing from the father, he's never going to put somebody down. I I had a beautiful conversation with a young man who was a homosexual. It was, and I, when I prayed with him, it was one of the most beautiful conversations prayers and time I've ever spent oh, that's
2: sweet.
0: but it, so if, if the Lord ever said go pray with that person who was a homosexual transvestite transgender whatever mm-hmm. satanist whatever because if it's truly coming from the father it's going to be filled with love and compassion right. yep. and understanding I understand <laughs> where you are I understand, right. cause I understand everything about you and I know the stuff that happened to you and I understand that this has happened and that has happened. But that does not change my heart for you mm-hmm. because I love you.
1: And and the bride, see I believe these this experience going these various places. I believe that the bride, that that this is what's going to happen. I believe that it's already happened I in agree. the spirit realm. And it's going to show up. It's going to manifest in the physical. But this lifting up love.
0: Yes. You know,
1: the entire bride was lifting up love. Yes. And and love was so huge. And that's where it all comes from, obviously. Because as you've said, you know, God is love. That's where it all comes from. And love is what the church has to operate in, no matter what we're doing. We have to operate first from love. And I don't think we – I shouldn't say we have to. I think we do because Jesus is in us and the love comes out. That's what we want. That's well, what we want to show. I,
0: I think that, unfortunately, some of the church is operating under religion.
1: Well,
0: yeah. And religion true. and religion is only rules and regulations.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: You know, and but we're slowly getting changed. Well, I, you know? I and I'm so excited about it. And I don't I and I really don't mean to, to say anything disrespectful to anybody because I, I love church. I do. I truly love church and I I have met some incredible people through through church and um I think it's so important to be with like minded people.
2: Right.
0: I think that's so important because it says that iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. So, and if you, if you think about it, when you're sharpening a knife, you, you don't take a knife and, and go, you know, try to rub it against a piece of wood. That's just going to dull it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to get something, you have to get something that's metal in Uh order to sharpen it so that it can slice and it can dice and i think that's the biggest problem is that there are there are a bunch of knives unfortunately that are hanging with some wood
1: mm. and it's
0: dulling them so it's i dulling th- them yes yes and but eyes are being opened absolutely you know, i a agree good,
1: yeah
0: a i good agree. thing going on i do too i, I th- and I, I i just have to tell you margie that is just i, I can't even get over like the the the, the, be- that, the the thing where he said that's my girl Oh yeah, that is my favorite.
1: Yeah. I know that's I came my over, favorite. Kiss the bride, and he says, "That's
0: my girl." That's my favorite. <laughs> that out of I mean, the whole thing was just beautiful. So when you when you came back to your chair, were you a hot mess? Were you weeping? Because <laughs> I would be like such a mess. I would be like, "Oh my gosh!" It was
1: kind of like shaking your head, going, "Whoa!" You what know, where did that? I just go? You know? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Oh. And I do believe that 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 entire thing was a was something that you saw in the spirit. I really do. Oh, I, yeah. I really think that that was something that is 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 starting mm-hmm. that the that the wedding is being prepared. The guests are being invited, you know, and Jesus talks about it, that mm-hmm. there is there is going to be a marriage of the lamb. It there says is. so. It says Excuse me, it's going says, to
1: present the bride.
0: Exactly.
1: Who is going to be the wife?
0: Who's going to be flawless? Yeah. Who's going to be beautiful? <laughs> and who's going to love?
2: Oh, who has exciting? been
0: who has been picked and chosen by the father? Yeah.
2: That's Come on.
0: That's my girl. That's my girl. Come my on. Girl. That is that's oh. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think that 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 kind of a encounter. Did you write it? Did you write it somewhere? I'm
1: I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I
0: know, think you because... need a book about that because there's there's so much in there that you can really just dissect and just pull apart and like because there's so many things in it that are just so beautiful. It's uh-huh. a it's a call to action. It is it, a call to action. It, it is um, and it and it's about don't forget about those who you don't think matter anymore. Right, the ones that were down and I believe it was hell. I believe mm-hmm. that it was hell. Um, well, that, there was no light there. There was no light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were emaciated, and mm-hmm. they were yeah, yeah. I I believe it was hell because that's kind of what I saw because mm-hmm. it was so deep. It was. It was so deep and dark.
1: Dirty and smelly and dark and cold and damp and well and on and
0: on. People who have um and there have been people who have had, you know, times where they have gone to hell. Bill Weiss actually wrote a book called Twenty Three Minutes in Hell and he was a Christian. He was a Christian. He got up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. He went to go get something to drink. As he went to go get, as he finished getting his drink, I think he was walking back to his bedroom. He collapsed and he actually went to hell. But he couldn't, he said he couldn't remember that he was a Christian and he was in this cage and he saw all these different parts of hell and and everything and he said in the smell and there was no light at all. There was no light because God is light. That's right. So there is no light in hell. There is no life in hell, be- but yet you don't die uh-huh. because we were created to be eternal, basically because right. of um yes. of what the way that God created us. We were created in His image, so you know we just. But there's all these different things about like you couldn't, they can't breathe that the, there's a smell of burning flesh that, I mean, it's just, it's just horrific, but uh-huh. God did not create hell for us. Not it for was, us. It was never sure. created for us ever. For sure. And, uh, and God does not send people to hell. He does not say, yep, you're going to hell. That that's is not, right. that is not God. He
1: doesn't have a checklist.
0: Nope. And, uh, nope. Nope. Because it's, because the, it, it says that when Jesus was on the cross, there were, there were two thieves on the cross, and one of the thieves said that Jesus was innocent and he shouldn't die, but it was right for him, because he was a thief, that he should die. But he said to Jesus, remember me when you right. go to see your father. Right. And Jesus basically said to him, tonight you will be in paradise. Yes. So
1: good, isn't it?
0: Because, and, and that's that's one of the things that we have to understand, that We, God will give us so many chances, so many, because it's, Jesus says that it's not right for one to perish. No, not one, not one. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We are created to be in fellowship with the father, whether you believe in him or not. That's why you were created. And only God can give life. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people have been like, well, you know, we're, we're able to do this. We're able to do that. Really? Really? Okay, let's let's talk about how many people have tried to have test2 babies or uh, in vitro fertilization. Let's talk about the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that people have spent and still could not get pregnant because only God can give life.
1: That's right.
0: Yes. Only God. So yes. so and, and you know people who think that you know that they were born and it was an accident that they were born No, no, no. It was their time to be born. It was their time to come here. They were purposely planned by the Father to come to become His girl. That's right, as the bride. That's right, or a woman. That's right. That's my girl. I love that. Oh my gosh, Margie. that is that is like that's amazing. I can't wait for the book because oh oh, yeah oh yeah it's
1: gonna be a real short book that's okay
0: well no i i think that god can give you a a, i think that some of the the things that you've had some of these visions that you have had have really been like there's so much more than just traveling in the spirit yeah it's really traveling to the father's heart
1: i yes i believe that too that it's yeah it's it's a little more complicated than oh I just went here and then I came back. Right. You know? I mean, it, you. You almost have to, like you were saying. I think you almost have to dissect it all and say, "Oh, wow. Yeah. You know that. Yes, I see that. I see how you're speaking to me. I see how you're speaking to to all of us to become that bride that pulls the people out of the despair. And as you as you um, identified it as hell, you know, we
0: can. We can pull people out of that. That's right. Jesus does. Yeah. Pull them out and yeah. take them to the light. That's right. And and that has happened. There are people who have died. They went to hell. Something happened because somebody was praying for them. Light comes. Jesus grabs them, pulls them right out. Mm-hmm. Pulls them right out. Isn't that good? He's that good. He is good. He can do everything. He can. And, <laughs> and there is nothing. Look, you know, people are like, well, you know. When when a person dies, that's it. Yeah, but God can slow anything. You know there there have there have been people that the Lord has told me are with Him. You know, it's like I don't ask. Unexpected, huh? Oh yeah. Well, you know when when Robin Williams, you know, took his life, Uh I was very very sad. And it was funny because it was a Monday. The next day, I had this comedian Bob Nelson, very who's a Christian, became a Christian. But, um, and it was scheduled months and months before. So, Robin Williams dies on Monday. I have Bob Nelson coming the next day to do my show. And we're going to talk about some things aren't so, you know, not everything's funny as it seems or something, whatever the topic was. But we were going to oh. talk about how a lot of comedians are really sad.
2: Hmm.
0: So, um, so, of course, you know, with the Robin Williams thing, it really hit home and we, we really kind of talked about it. But I was sitting on my couch and I was really sad because I loved Robin Williams. I yeah. just loved him. And I was kind of sad. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say, he's with me. Oh. Just like that. He's with me. And oh, I went yeah. and I said to my husband, I go, Rob. He, he goes, what? I go, Robin Williams is with God. He goes, how do you know? I go, he just told me. He yeah. goes, really? He goes, you believe that? I go. Yeah. If you told me he's with him, he's with him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how can I dispute that? No. You know, why would God tell me something? And then if it's not true (laughs) and then, of course, you have to go back and go, Lord, is that really you? Of course, that's really Uh, me, (laughs) you uh, know, but, but, you know, God can stop time. Oh,
1: yes. Well, he has no time. Right. (laughs) So,
0: right. And so, you know, this this whole that that whole vision that you had and, and these visions that, that you have had, Margie, have just been it really has spoken about the heart of our father.
1: The heart of our father. It That's really right. does.
0: It really it it spoke about his his heart about giving us authority that his door is always open. It is. That that he is a roaring fire that is forever being fanned. That's right. To keep it burning. Yeah. That that he will stop for the one,
2: mm-hmm. even if it
0: doesn't look like it's valuable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He'll make you go out for the one, even if you think it's just a fake piece of jewelry. Right. Just in order to encounter someone who feels so unworthy to go before the throne room.
1: Isn't that
0: good? He's a father who is so ready to walk his bride, but yet will stop to let the bride go and finish her business. Oh, yes. That, that he will, he will minister to the broken, to the sick, that he will cause a stirring and a shaking in our, in our hearts so that we can beat as one with our father, Mm -hmm. that it's never too late for us to show love and to be mercy and to be compassionate, that he is about spreading love. He's about changing atmospheres. He's about rejoicing and about jubilation. He's about, he, it, you know, the fact that the, 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 that everything was singing, that everything oh, was yeah. happy.
1: Everything. Absolutely everything.
0: Everything. All creation. All creation the, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: everything. <laughs> and, and that's a scripture too. It, it says, And all creation rejoices yeah. and sings and praises the Lord. And it's like everything. everything. So when we start to, when we really start to understand our father, we can actually say, oh, I am a lucky girl.
1: Oh, yeah. To have
0: such a good daddy.
1: That's right. Isn't that true? Oh, because we are so We are, blessed. So, yes,
0: yes. We are so blessed. Yes. Yes. And I love that he said, that's my girl. Yeah. I love it. I'm telling <laughs> you. I think that has to, we're, um, for for those of you who don't know, Margie is. Uh, we are doing Touch by Prayer is going to be having its first first <laughs> women's very conference, first. Very, very first, first. <laughs> which is going to happen March seventeenth and eighteenth, twenty seventeen, here in New Jersey, and information will follow. But um, I am so very honored that Margie Mormon will be uh, one of the speakers there, and we are going to, and it's actually called Daddy's Girl. <laughs> how to walk as the daughter of a king oh it's going to be good it's going to be good and and it's like when i so when as you were describing this encounter this stream i was like that is why you are part of this oh. that is why you're going to be speaking because the father has definitely put his bride on your heart he
1: has his, his daughters bride is all of us yes all of us
0: Yes. And I think it's just I just think it's just going to be so phenomenal. And I'm just I just want to thank you so much for for sharing the things that you've that you've seen and the and the experiences that you've had. I mean, this has just been this is just I'm telling you, I am still floored by that that entire episode that you had. That is just that was just so beautiful.
1: It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And it's, I just want to encourage everybody that, you know, you've got it all in you. So just, just let it be released. Let it be released and, and go with whatever he wants to do, wherever he wants to take you. Go, go, go,
0: go amen that's, amen that's the word go 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 <laughs> go 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 <laughs> well oh, yeah. if you guys want to get in touch with margie margie mormon you can actually um she has still waters ministries you can email her at stillwatersmin min min at gmail.com you can also uh connect with margie mormon on facebook you can private message her i'm friends with her so you can kind of find her that way. But um, yeah, Margie is awesome. We have a lot of mutual friends and uh, people have, I, I'm so looking forward to to spending some time with you. You know, in March, I think it's just going to be amazing. And I'm I'm super excited about the things that God is showing you because I believe that there's so much more he's going to reveal to you. And I just see, I actually do, I see a couple of books coming out of some of these experiences because it's almost like, You're such a visual person that he just loves to show you in the spirit of, of what he wants to do.
1: Mm. Well, amen to that. That's been, I've, I've received that word before. So yeah.
0: Awesome. We'll put
1: it in a book. At we some will.
0: We will definitely put it in a book. Thank we'll you so much, Margie, for yes. for coming on and sharing. My Pleasure. Anxious to see you in March. Absolutely. Well, It'll guys, so fun. Well, thank you guys for for tuning in and thank you for listening. This has just been such a blessing. Like I said, if you'd like to connect with uh, Margie Mormon, you can actually find her Still Waters Ministries. Um, I believe that was a. Uh, uh, that's the name of her ministry. And also, you can uh, find her on Facebook. You can also uh, email her at uh, stillwaters.min, m i n, at gmail.com, if you'd like to find out more about her. And she will be uh, coming to the first ever Touch by Prayer Women's Conference March 17th and 18th. So, more information will come. So, thank you guys for listening. I hope this has blessed you. Just remember to go out and and touch someone. Good night.